If you think I'm too far to the right, if you think that I'm not giving a big enough tent, if I were to change now, that would mean that I was trying to please somebody with the way I am on the air. And I have never done that. I never will do that. I am me. Je suis John McCullough. I feel much better about it now. The John McCullough Show, weeknights at 6 on FM 92.7 and AM 1400. The Patriot. Make your phone really smart. Download our app at Newstalk1400.us. Woo! I stole it! That's my thing! Oh! Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome to Saturday. It is 6.04. This is 92.7 FM, The Patriot. You are listening to Motor City Athletics. Um, I am Brian Rule, sitting across from me. If I don't say it, I'm going to get yelled at. The stunningly handsome William Alburgo. Yes, sir. You tell the truth. Welcome to this fantastic last episode, or last show, I should call it. Not episode. It's not an episode. This last show of Motor City Athletics. Will is moving away to the Big Apple. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, So that's it for us. I'm going to try and come back and fall. We'll see what we can do there. But... For right now, we're enjoy this last hour. We're going to have fun. Candace is crying behind the glass with her bag of $9 popcorn. Alex is just being Alex a jerk. Intern Alex her. is laughing at us. That's yeah. why he's yeah. intern Alex. Intern Alex is going to Sheboygan tomorrow. Have fun up there. Yeah. You're, you're, you're laughing now, huh? <laughs> so we've got some things to talk about today. huh? We can start with Max Scherzer right now pitching seven straight um, perfect innings. Yeah. Did I just jinx it? Does that work like that? The inning has just started. No, because every time there's a close to perfect or no hitter, then it's somebody says it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, what's the problem with saying that he's throwing a perfect game? I don't understand it. Hey, guess what? He's throwing a perfect game. (gasps) What are you doing? Oh, no. What are. Oh, no. No way. (laughs) He heard it. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, we got some Lions conversation, an article um, on NFL.com, I believe, talking about how people think Calvin Johnson is over the hill and how he's on the downside of his career. Will, what are your thoughts on that? I think he's uh, he has just turned over, over the top. He's going to start trending downward. Do you think he has any more great seasons left in him? Yes. You do? Thanks to uh, number 15 on the other side of him. I yeah, think. Do you think it has anything to do with Lombardi? No, I I don't because I think Lombardi's going to try and actually turn it down a little. You know, as we saw last year, there were more short passes. They they tried to use the swing pass a little too often for my liking. And there were less deep attempts downfield, even with Calvin being healthy, even with Golden Tate taking away some of the coverage. They they weren't going over the top as much, so I think the the overall yardage for Calvin's gonna stay stay lower, but the catches will still be there. He might lose, I don't know, fifteen percent of them to Golden Tate, but that'll extend his career. So I I just he's too big he's of a re- he's too big of a receiver to not have any more great seasons than him. It's not like he's slowed down any because he was never a extremely fast receiver. He actually was. See, I don't remember that. I remember him being like a 
an average speed receiver. They didn't. He doesn't have that quick first step. He, is just, what I'm saying. he just looked average because his legs are so long <laughs> that he runs five yards at a stride. He's like, ah, he doesn't look that. Why is he pulling away from everybody? Why is he going? It doesn't make sense. He looks I like mean, he's walking. Hmm. But no, yeah, I think he's over. He's slightly past his peak. Okay. So I guess you can I, kind of I, say I, that's I, I, I would though. I would agree. If you agree, give us a call at 1-800-923-9385. That's 1-800-923-9385. We're also going to wrap a little bit about um, the NBA Finals. We have the NHL Finals. We can. I know Will's going to just stare at me when I say this. Um, are you watching the Women's World Cup? Are you interested in this? Are you? Is this something because it's Team USA you're watching? Because because it's it's the it's something for a nation to kind of gather around. So we, we can talk about that if you want to give us a call. The the Calvin Johnson situation. Um, we have a dynasty debate coming up, right? Yes. On yes. on what what defines a dynasty. They they were talking on Sports Talk with Ron Cameron previously. Oh, I love about, that show. I know, right? What a great show. That, They're great guys. That guy that's with Ron is horrible, though. You know, it's, that co-host, whatever yeah. he is. Cool. Yeah. Goodness. Something about him, I don't know. I don't like him. But uh, they were talking about the Chicago Blackhawks, and is this a dynasty? Three titles in six years? I think so. Yes. I mean, maybe you would want a larger sample size. I, maybe you would want a back-to-back year. But in today's game with free agency, with salary caps, to hoist the cup three three I times so. in six years, it is a dynasty This now in this day and age because of, like you said, the salary cap. Teams have kind of evened out a little more. You're not going to get the Oilers, right? You're not going to get Boston. No. You're not going to get the Red Wings of 97 and 98, right? This team that was built to sustain greatness. Now you have teams that are built through the draft. And, yeah, Chicago sucked for a long time to get to that point. Would you consider the uh, San Antonio Spurs all five titles part of a dynasty? No. Because in this day and age, you have people that want They haven't missed the playoffs since. I understand they have not missed the playoffs. But with that core group of people, they were a team of greatness, a team other teams aspired to be, but they weren't a dynasty. I feel like the NBA is, is probably the easiest league. Even the latter three? If you yeah. eliminate the Duncan and Robinson two, do you consider the three with Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan? I consider it a great run. I don't consider it a dynasty. Because a dynasty, in the, I, I feel in the NBA, there are only certain cities that people want to play in. Okay, People want to play with their friends. This is what the NBA has come to. There's no more enemies. I think Draymond Green is trying his best to make enemies. Right. <laughs> I think this whole city of Cleveland wants his head on a stick. But I think people are – I think I think the NBA is a league where you do need to win multiple in a row to be considered a dynasty because of how easy I think it is to become a team. Right? You look at Cleveland, they made it to the finals. Who was in the East to stop them? Exactly. I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from what they did. What LeBron did was, was incredible. He got this team with a 50% Kyrie Irving, with a Kevin, Kevin Loveless. So they, they did a good job. But who did they have to go through to get there? And here's something to help kind of put their road to the finals in perspective. Did you know Steph Curry is the first person in NBA history to be named to the all-NBA first team, so best player at his position, and eliminate the other four on his way to a final championship? He went through Marc Gasol and the Grizzlies. 
He went through LeBron and the Cavs. He went through Anthony Davis. And he went through... It's escaping me who the fourth one was. Okay, yeah, now you're saying this. That was all in the West except for LeBron. Yeah. So what did yeah. LeBron... And, and I'm, Yeah, he had to go through Derrick Rose, who had a really good series. Yeah. Okay, but they were still Paul Gasolis. Right? So this isn't like this... I feel like in the NBA, it's so easy to have a dynasty. Now, in other sports, I don't think it's the same. I think in the NHL, it's a little harder because I think I don't think everybody wants to play with each other. I, in the NFL, it's extremely hard because of the beating you take. Yeah. It's just that I think I think the Patriots are a dynasty. Well, that and I think with the, with the NFL, the contracts versus the cap are so far up there, it's hard to get... I called this. I called this. We have a caller on the line, and I'm just going to real quick give a shout-out to everyone in Rochester at the Lobster Party right now. Sorry I'm missing it, but I got stuff to do. His bib's still on, My bib is still on. Let's go ahead and go to Doug at the Lobster Party. Doug, what's going on? How's she going, eh? What's going on, man? (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, I don't know. Last week they were talking about uh, Sir King James there. Uh, yeah. And they were saying even that if he lost the NBA Finals, that he should have been voted the most valuable player. Uh, what do you think about that? Is he uh, is he getting a little bit too much press there or what? No, I actually agree with that because there wasn't – Do you really? Yeah, there wasn't anybody on Golden State that could have done what he did. Aside from, you know, not only just winning two games in that Finals, he legitimately carried that team on his back. The offense was ran through him. It was you take the ball up, you do what you got to do. And he was playing with kind of a bunch of no-names. I mean, Timothy Moskoff is, is what he is. He's a big white guy in the middle of the basketball floor that can make some things happen. And you got J.R. Smith, who was cold the entire series. And you got Iman Shumpert, who's a pretty good defensive player. But other than that, he was that entire team. They had good. Yeah, okay. You know, I, 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 I can see your point. I, I can see your point. Uh you know he's a he's a he's a good player. I just don't like all the hype around him. I, I'm sick about hearing about it. It's not like Michael Jordan back in the day. I and mean, it's not all you heard was Michael Jordan this, Michael Jordan that. No. That's all you you talk about the NBA. All you hear about is LeBron James. And, and it's because you know, just, it's because of how watered down the NBA has become. You know, I would yeah. I wouldn't have complained had he been given the MVP even in a losing effort. But I think they got it right the more I thought about giving it to Igudala. He didn't start a single game the regular season. And by his presence on the court, not only did LeBron play to – he didn't play to his what he's capable of, but him playing instead of Andrew Bogut and them going small took Timothy Mozgov off the court as well. So he actually had a tremendous impact on that series – not necessarily in the stat sheet. All right. Okay. All right. Best show on radio, guys. Gonna miss you. <laughs> Thanks for calling Thanks, in, Doug. Doug. That's nice, huh? Look at that. Best show on radio. I like that guy. Hear that, Ron? Huh? Best show on radio. Number one. Take it. <laughs> here's and here's something I can bring up now because he kind of brought up and let into us. Is is we haven't really talked that much about this, how watered down the NBA has become. What, what's the rivalry in the NBA now? Where's the star players on all these different teams that are all going to compete? This isn't the 80s. This feel, isn't the early 90s. I feel like the rivalry in the NBA is LeBron versus everybody. And and I sound like a LeBron guy all, when I say that. They're all best friends. 
Somebody knocks somebody down, and it's not Lambeer putting his foot on his chest, walking yeah, away I from Yeah, I mean, him. those days are long so, gone. Let, let me help you up real quick. Okay, dinner later, gotcha. Um, there really isn't one. I mean, it's all it's all the media. It's not on it's not on the court. It's just stories that we make up to try and to try and add heat to a game. You know, it's like, oh, LeBron's going back to Miami. Could this be a rivalry? And I think LeBron LeBron could be headed out of Cleveland. I doubt it, but it's possible. And then there's I don't know. It's just the NBA is so soft and everybody's friends with everybody. But like, what did you think of the president of the of the uh, Warriors calling out Anthony Davis? Like basically saying, we're going to keep coming back here. Come on, come on out here. Did you think that was that was a little out of line? A little bit. Uh, why? I mean, he's he's under contract with another team. And this is coming after an offseason where we saw a handful of tampering uh, in the NFL as far as contacting free agents before they were free agents. Coming off of what's going on with the Cardinals and Houston Astros right now with their tampering investigation. Oh, we got to get into that, too. It, it just seemed like maybe it wasn't the best idea. No, it's it's keep your mouth shut. Let free agents do what they want to do. Let's go ahead and go to Walter in Detroit. Walter, you're on 92.7. How you doing? Hi, Brian. And I am calling primarily to say goodbye and good luck to uh, Mr. El Burgo. Oh, well, thank you, Walter. You know, moving to Brooklyn, does that mean you're going to now have to root for the, Brooklyn, uh, for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a, I might uh, check out the Mets a little more than I used to, but oh. I'm I'm still Tigers and Lions, and I'm still Detroit. You know that's that's quite a move. I mean, here you are with a newborn baby. They they say when I moved from West Virginia to Detroit, I cried for a year. Well, I I hope I don't do that. I think you might but have been we, talking about your baby, Will. Oh, uh, <laughs> did you cry? Did you, were you a baby when you moved? <laughs> yeah, I, I was a baby. Oh, see, there you go. That's oh, why yeah, you cried see, for that, a year. That's where the confusion was. No, Will will probably cry. I Let's be honest. You, I thought this was grown Walter just crying for <laughs> because he missed West Virginia. Um, no, and we moved close to the Bud Wheel Company, and you could even hear the hilos bouncing over the speed bumps. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought you guys would be here for the long haul, that you would build an audience and become a, an institution or a dynasty yourself. Oh, so did we. We, we. we thought the exact same thing, but life happens. Life happens, opportunities come up, and you got to take them when it betters your family, right? Well, yep. all the best luck. And uh, the one thing I would like to ask is, do you think there's any possibility at all that Justin Verlander will wise up and become a crafty hurler? You know, it seems to me he's been playing the fool ever since he decided to pitch batting practice at the All-Star game. Verlander is, and I'm going to say it, he is learning the art of pitching. Oh, wow. He's not just going out there and firing rockets and that guys can't catch up on. He's going out there and actually preparing for the decline in velocity. He he can't just overpower guys at this point. He's working on locating certain pitches better, not just deception, but actually a little better accuracy. And it's going to take time. He's not going to be MVP Cy Young but he can definitely be a serviceable second or third starter in the future. 
I mean, Greg Maddox made it to the Hall of Fame with a 92-mile-an-hour fastball. You just got to control it. Yep. And maybe, he's learning it. He's learning it. Patience. Maybe the Tigers could pick, pitch up, uh, pick up one of those uh, pitchers that pitch in the 85-mile range, and he could give a few tips to to Verlander. <laughs> it's I, possible. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past trying to get a, I'm an sure older... Jamie Moyer's still out there trying to get another job. Well, that would be terrific. <laughs> well, well, as I say, all the best, and, and it's been a pleasure. You guys were a breath of fresh air in a, I don't know, a Coke-filled uh, world of uh, coal smoke. <laughs> well, I appreciate well, that, Well, thank Walter. you, Walter. I'm going to put that on my resume. <laughs> well, thank you again. All Thanks right, for calling, thank Walter. We're gonna get, we're gonna go ahead and go on break. When we come back, we can actually kind of dive a little more into Verlander. Something we wanted to bring up, right? Um, just a quick update. Uh, Scherzer is perfect through eight now, so he's three outs away from a perfect game. Uh, we'll see you guys in a couple minutes here in ninety-two point seven FM, The Patriot. Hi, everybody. Jim Brandstetter here. If you're between the ages of fifty-eight and sixty-eight, choosing Social Security benefits at the right time is one of the biggest financial decisions you'll ever make. You get one chance to get it right. After 12 months, there are no do-overs. 74% of Americans receive reduced benefits. Get your free report on 44 Social Security secrets at socialsecuritysecrets.org. Social Security is often the largest and most mismanaged asset in your retirement income plan. Claiming benefits sounds easy. So is leaving up to $250,000 of your money with the government or reducing your benefits up to 76% over your life expectancy. For this vital information, go online to socialsecuritysecrets.org for a free analysis, when and how to claim benefits, get a report on 44 Social Security Secrets, or to contact my friends Chuck or David Bartman, the professionals at Senior Financial Center. Go to socialsecuritysecrets.org. Of course I'd heard about my pillow; They're all over the place. But did I believe that my pillow was the perfect pillow? Now, I've been waking up with a stiff neck since I can remember. I'd tried everything, but after one night on the Made in USA MyPillow, I woke up and the stiff neck was gone. I mean, not better, but gone. I don't know if it's the patented interlocking foam chunks, but I'm sure they're a big part of it. The important thing is that it's the finest pillow I've ever slept on, and now is a great time to get your own. Right now, if you mention WDTK, it's two for one. That's what I said. You get two pillows for the price of one and 50% off everything else at MyPillow.com. By the way, if for some reason I can't imagine you're not 100% satisfied within 60 days, you'll get all your money back. Buy my pillow today and get a second pillow free. Call 800-391-0876 or go to MyPillow.com and enter the promo code WDTK. That's 800-391-0876 or MyPillow.com and enter the promo code WDTK at checkout. My pillow. Buy one, get one free today. Looking for a talk show that hits the liberals where it hurts? It's the Ben Armstrong Show, now on Sundays at noon. Hey, we are back. Sing your song you were singing. About, about the motion in the ocean and the sun in the sky. Or whatever, oh, we've got some musical stuff going on in here. Uh, another update, Scherzer is one out away from a perfect game, so we'll keep you updated on that. If we go silent, it's because we're just staring at a screen. So I hope, hope our silence alarm doesn't go off. Um, intern Alex, also known as Alex from the Ron Cameron Sports Extravaganza Show. Isn't that what you guys are called? Yeah, it is sports an extravaganza with, sometimes. Sports Talk with Ron Cameron is in with us because, well, he's a Chicago fan. So, boo! Let's just start with that. Um, congratulations on winning the Stanley Cup. I know you had a massive part in it. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I did want to congratulate you. He sat in the right spot on the couch. That's a big part of it. I mean, superstitions play a huge role in sports. My family wouldn't watch it. Nobody else would watch it but me. So I had to inform my whole family. Well, because your family was just too scared to watch it? Yeah. Come on. I What's wrong with that? Thing. I told them the same thing. Hey, what? So you're gonna miss a potential? You're gonna miss a Stanley Cup presentation and like them win the Stanley Cup because I can't. Did they watch any of the other games? Well, they just wouldn't watch um, the whole thing. Like they watch it in spurts. They got like the pillow over their face. Like, oh no, you gotta shoot the puck. Basically. Woo! Oh, oh, good save, Crawford. Hey, and here's before we talk about dynasty, I want to ask you a question about Corey Crawford uh-huh. because. He is this lightning rod in Chicago. He's the Jimmy Howard of Chicago, right? Yeah. Here's half of the fan base. He sucks. Get him off the team. What's he doing in there? So he got pulled again. And then the other half of the people out there, he's the best pit. He's the best goalie in the league. Look at him. Look. He's won three Stanley Cups now? Yeah. No, no, oh, no. Two. two. Niemi, two? Niemi won the first okay, one. Okay, yeah. So I just what, – what's your thought on that? Well – I haven't heard a lot of people back him, to be honest with you. There's more backers now that they've won it. Yeah, most of it's negative. Most of the uh, Coming out of Chicago, who would have thought? Negativity. Well, Hmm. see, here's the thing. It's kind of like the Bears quarterback, just like the Red Wings goalie and the Lions quarterback. In all fairness, Jay Cutler gets well-deserved criticism. He does. He hasn't done much over there. Rumbles under pressure. I'm just saying whoever the quarterback is, because the Bears have never had a good quarterback, and they really haven't had a very— Jim McMahon? (laughs) Uh, you know, Jim McMahon was a superstar. wasn't that good. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> um, he was a heck of a personality, I'll give you that. But as a quarterback, I don't know. What but if it, Jim McMahon had Twitter oh. as a player? <sighs> wow, we're going down this road, aren't we? Anyways, All right, I'm sorry. Continue. Anyway, social media corrupts a lot of people, but that's a whole different topic. You said Corey Crawford. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are my thoughts personally on him? I think if the Red Wings would swap goalies... Uh, the Blackhawks might have won maybe five of six instead of three of six. If Jimmy Howard a couple of years ago was the Blackhawks goalie, things would be different. I think that Jimmy Howard has done al- almost as well, even though he hasn't won the Cups, with a lot less talent. Crawford's a product of the talent that's in front of him. I mean, you have Keith, who's an all-world defenseman, Seabrook, Jomerson, who blocks every shot imaginable, and then you have guys like Kane, Taves, Hosa, Sharp. I mean, the list goes on. Brandon Saad. So, I think it's kind of unfair. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Oh, no. Oh. He hit a batter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he hit a batter. Jose Tabata leans into one to ruin oh, the perfect game. Goodness. No hitter wow. is still alive. Two outs in the nine. But ruins the perfect game. Can we just call my him the worst man. pitcher in history? Choke my much? Man. Come on, man. Two you outs. hit a pitcher? Oh. One strike left, too. It was two. Yeah. He's going to throw the two, no-hitter. Two count. He's going to throw the no-hitter now, okay? He's, yep. he's at an 0-2 count. Does this mean anything to him now? Like, what does this mean to you that you just lost a perfect game by hitting somebody? With one pitch left. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, that's awesome. So, oh. But, yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on Corey Crawford? I think he's a goaltender Will for does the not Chicago know who Blackhawks. Is. Oh, I know. Hockey. <laughs> Will and hockey don't get along. He wears pads and takes pucks. That is him. Yeah. And um, wears yeah. a really funny mask. Yeah. He no, wears a mask. First of all, I don't oh, know if you remember. that's a deep fly Oh, for the no-hitter. Yeah, okay, so he gets a no-hitter. Congrats, Max Scherzer. You have literally just had the worst time, like the worst thing of your life happened to you. At least he's not Chris Sale. Oh, oh. well, can we – we're getting off track. I was asked about – we're getting to Chris Sale a little bit. I was asked about Corey Crawford and what I think. 
He's an above-average goalie in the NHL. He does not get the credit that's deserved. I mean, that's without a doubt, right? People in Chicago think this guy's horrible. When 25 other teams in the NHL would have him as their starting goalie. He's a two-time... You know what he is? He's Chris Osgood. No, he's better than Chris Osgood. No, it's, it's a perfect comparison. A guy who's won multiple Stanley Cups, who people don't think... Who people in their own city don't think he's elite. Right? Because he's just... Corey Crawford has great games. In between those great games, he is an average goaltender. Right? But some of them are. Some games are below. But some, that's of the, my, some, some of the goals are ridiculous. But that's my point. Is he's the exact same way? You know, he's Jimmy Howard too. Except Jimmy Howard can't win a championship. But that's I, not I Jimmy think, Howard's fault. I think Chris Osgood's a, a decently good comparison for the two. He's a goalie that wins multiple championships because of a team surrounded him. All right. They have the best. They have the best defensive pairing in the NHL, right? And they don't even play them together. No. So they got you got the two best defenders in the NHL on that team. So that helps with him, and maybe splitting them up does help because now you've got two really good defenders in, in evening out lines. So it's really hard. I don't know. He's an above average goal in the NHL. He's a two time Stanley Cup champion. So I'd have to say he's not overrated. And I think people in Chicago need to learn that there's more than just you're going to win a championship without a really good goaltender, right? You don't need you know, anti Niemi, or you don't need um, Tuka Rask in goal to win a championship. Because how many how many championships have have the Predators won? Well, he plays a lot better in the postseason. I'll give him that. Now, remember, conversely, this guy got benched in the first round. Yeah. And Scott Darling kept this team in the first round, and they ended up winning it. So you can say, well, Corey Crawford found his game. He got better. But they don't get there if Scott Darling doesn't save them. So I think right now the Jimmy Howard comparison's fair with the benching. Okay, well here's let me ask you before you take off the dynasty question. Okay, and we can kind of get into this and I, and I think each sport each sport defines a, a dynasty. I don't think you can call one a dynasty in one sport the same as another dynasty. I think the Patriots are a dynasty in the NFL. That's a much harder league to win championships in because of the beating you take and the amount of players you lose. Hold that thought. Before you finish that thought, mm-hmm. we just got done talking about you don't think the Spurs are a dynasty for the overall run of their five titles. Yeah. However, the Patriots winning four titles over 15 years mm-hmm. is a dynasty. Because I, and here's why, and I said this each sport defines sport its own. With more turnover. I think, it, I think it's harder. I think it's the hardest sport to win a championship in, is my point. I think you have to look at the sport as a whole to define a dynasty. The Spurs were a great team, and the Spurs are not a dynasty because, relatively speaking, and obviously someone who does not play professional sports, it is harder to win a championship in the NFL than it is the NBA. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, right? But I, there's I, more parity in the NBA. I just there's less there's less talent. The talent's watered down in the NBA. Oh, it is. And so you got people that want to play together on the same team. So it should be easier. Like, the Heat, theoretically, should have won five straight. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's the type of thing in the NBA that happens. That's why they were in a dynasty. You go to the NFL, you rarely, and I could be wrong if you want to look these stats up, how often does somebody go back-to-back Super Bowls? How often does somebody, right, Green Bay, the last team to do it before New England? Um... New England won back-to-back, right? In the early 2000s? I think so, yeah. Okay, so before that was the was the Packers didn't. 
Broncos went Broncos. Did they win two straight? Yeah, yeah. Elway's last two years. Elway okay. and Terrell Davis, yeah. Okay. So I think that defines the dynasty and the sustained how well they've been over those years. Winning divisions. Winning championships. See, I, Hang, I I know where you're going. Disagree on that. I think the NBA is actually harder to string together that many titles. Just because you do get in the NFL, when you are who you are, you get a lot, a lot of help along the way. It's like Peyton Manning with all his stats beating up on the Titans, Jaguars, and Texans who were awful for pretty much his entire time with Indianapolis. But going back to the, the Patriots kind of had the same thing. The Jets, never an offensive threat. The Bills were average maybe slightly above on one side or the, of the ball or the other from year to year and the dolphins were the same thing so you get the patriots that they they just do what they do and but it's against mediocre competition i mean a lot of people want to uh put down on stafford for not winning any road games against winning teams even brady's record in that situation is not that good it's under 500. But See, there's but there's more parity in the NFL than there is the NBA. Like you said, there's a huge gap between, you know, NBA good NBA teams and bad NBA teams. In the NBA you have really good teams, a couple elite teams, you have a bunch of middle feeders and then you have the bottom feeders that everybody kills that are 17 and 60 something. Yeah, and I think you look at the NFL, you maybe have two teams that are bottom feeders. Now, I I would say if if for example, the Cavs come out with LeBron, and since he's sup- supposedly chiming in on free agency now with the I'm Cavs. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and call in and say Dwayne Wade's going to Cleveland. Since he's going forward with that. Now, if the Cavs win the East and keep winning the East, which is hot garbage, yeah, versus the Spurs putting together three titles in like five or six years, however long that was in this last run, coming out of the much tougher West. You don't think that means something? And that kind of goes with the Patriots. The AFC has been much easier versus the NFC as far as getting through the playoffs. I mean, the Patriots keep let's keep winning so many regular season games against subpar competition. How long can we say the West and the NBA has been great? Not 2004, right? I mean, how far back do we really want to go? Because there, there, there are three championships in six years or five years. 2003, 2005, and 2007. I, I, and I don't remember, I guess, maybe I didn't follow it as much because the Pistons weren't great up until the 2003, 2004 season. So it's hard for me to invest in basketball like that. Were there great teams in the West? I, you had, the Kings that year? You had the Kings in there. You had uh, the Mavericks were always right there. You had uh, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire with the Suns were there. Yeah, but let's be honest, choke artists. Sean Marion, too? Yeah, but you had... The Lakers. I think you had better teams. Okay. I See, like I said, still... I, did, I don't follow that much. I had Lakers. I should have I should have known that. That's my bad. Yeah. But... And... Okay, I'm, here's why I'm not going to call them a dynasty. Because I think in a sport where you see back-to-back championships, they didn't have one. That's why I'm not going to call the Blackhawks one. I am going to call the Blackhawks one. Wow. Because I think it is harder in the salary cap era... To win back-to-back championships, but until you do it, I understand it's harder. But until they do it, I can't. I can't give it to them. Now to throw this team in the mix, since Alex, you're a baseball guy. Oh, the Chicago Cubs dynasty for just sucking. Ha ha ha. 
the Atlanta Braves. One one championship, fourteen straight trips to the to the postseason in a sport where half the league doesn't make. You know, it's not like hockey or basketball where half the league makes the playoffs. I mean, this is before they even added the second wild card. So you were either one of three division winners or the one wild for card. For a while, for the first few, there wasn't even a wild and card. They, and they won 11 straight division titles. 14. And First of all, let's just talk about how bad their division must have been. I mean, are we talking a great team here? The Mets were not that bad in the 90s. Because remember, the Mets in 2000 went to the Subway Series. So the Marlins yeah. won a World Series in that time. And then they won one in 03 as well. So the Marlins won one in 97 and 03. And they did keep the Braves did keep running into the Yankees, it seemed. And the Phillies, you had there. Lenny Dykstra, Kurt Schilling. I mean, you had guys like that. So the division wasn't that bad. I can't call them a dynasty. I can't. You have to win more than one championship. you got to win back-to-backs. Yeah, hmm. I agree. I think baseball, I think the only sport where you – I think given their one championship was against Cleveland, I guess that does kind of water it down a little bit. Yeah. Granted, that Indians team was loaded. Yeah. But I I think baseball and the NBA are the two sports you need to be able to win back-to-back or, like, maybe even three and six for for the – That's one of my rules. baseball. I think there's dynasty rules. It doesn't matter the sport. You have to win back-to-back. I don't care what sport. I don't think – see, I don't – I think – I don't know. I think hockey's harder because of the talent spread out. I don't think it's not the years of taking pay cuts to go places in NHL are over. People want to get paid. People are tired of not getting paid in the NHL. It's just how it is, right? They were the sport where people will play for $500,000 a year. I think people are tired of it. So I, I don't think you're going to see those 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 breaks anymore. And I think I think 3-6 and six in the NHL is an incredible accomplishment. I think they have to be considered a dynasty. See, but in doing that, and I'm not discrediting it, I think it's – they could be considered a dynasty. It'd be fair to say so. Are we, is this the tip of the iceberg of watering down the term dynasty? I, I hate the term personally. I it, I think it is because salary caps are in effect, mm-hmm. right? You would think the easiest, the easiest sport to be a dynasty would be baseball because there's no salary caps. You can just load up your team, but the Tigers has sufficiently flushed that down the toilet where you want to talk about a team that could have been a possible dynasty. Yeah. A team with a $145 million payroll for like three straight years? Uh, the Minnesota Twins in the 2000s showed that payroll is nothing but a number. They it's had exactly. one it's of the, the Yankees. lowest payrolls ever to win division titles, and they won all those division titles. Look at the Rays in 2000. That's not even fair. Look at the AL Central. Of course they were winning True. division titles. Look at the Rays. The Tigers have like four people on the team. But look at the Rays too. Low payrolls. The Marlins won two championships without a high payroll. Payroll and baseball isn't what you're Madden. No, not anymore. Not anymore. It's not. No, of course it's not anymore because you pay for what people have done in the past, not for what they're going to do, or not for how good they are currently. Look at Alfonso Soriano. The Cubs spent all that money on him. He was a total flop. It's the Cubs, man. What do you? What did you expect? Hey, my point is, is spending money gets you nowhere. Prince Fielder, too. Just saying. Oh, here. I... What are you talking? For the past two weeks, you've been bringing up what a beast Prince Fielder has been. <laughs> he was bad. While we're doing he... show prep, and now you're kicking him under the bus. All I'm saying is he wasn't he wasn't worth the money that the Tigers spent on. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he, he's oh, been no great place two oh, weeks. Here we go. Yep, there, that's the name I needed to remember. Got a question? Because I've never asked a Chicago. You're a Chicago Cubs fan, right? Yes, I am. A Chicago Cubs fan. This question, and me and my father were talking about this. How do you feel about Scott Bartman or Steve Bartman? Like, I just, just out of curiosity. Well, it's interesting. I think 
the fact that Moiselu could have caught it, and I'm going to trust a veteran. The guy was around for quite a while before that. If Moiselu thinks that he can catch it, I'm going to take his word for it. Like, are you one of the people trying to hunt down this guy? No. Would I, you throw something at him if you happen to see him? Uh, I would have some words with him. I don't know if I'd throw <laughs> something with him. I might, I, I might ask him what he was thinking. You were thinking. three years old when he reached over to catch that ball. Uh, well, I mean, sure, I was 13. But uh, anyways. <laughs> well, it point, matters. People don't forget. I remember. I remember the 03 team. I was so excited. I mean, Mark Pryor, Kerry Wood, Carlos Zambrano was starting out. I mean, it was just a phenomenal uh, team. Sosa, Alou. Didn't Cabrera hit that ball? Who hit that ball? Uh, I believe it was Alex Gonzalez, actually. I got to see him. I believe Oof, it was. I know, though, that the reason that Oops. I I really, really have an issue with Cubs fans that say, oh, uh, Bartman cost him you know, the game. you got to realize after this, the errors. I'm sorry. Alex Gonzalez made the errors for the Cubs. I, I shouldn't have spoken. Luis Castillo. My yeah. Bad. Luis Castillo had it. Where did you see that? He definitely. Oh. Yep, the uh, second baseman for the Marlins at the time. But anyways, there were there were all the errors afterwards. There were the bad pitches. So they didn't execute after. Yeah. You can't blame it all I on I was just Martin. a curious question since we can rarely stay on topic. Just yeah. popped into my head. And it is kind of a funny coincidence to be talking about that here in Detroit when the manager of that Marlins team, Leland, mm-hmm. Cabrera was a rookie, I think. And now here he is in Detroit dominating. Yeah. Pudge. Pudge got it all yeah, started. Pudge, was in Pudge left that year to come to Detroit. That was Pudge's last year. All right. We're going to go on break here on 92.7 the FM. Patriot. The Patriot. This is John McCullough for Dr. Richard Klein. Dr. Klein has been helping people with TMJ and sleep apnea issues for 25 years at the Michigan Head and Neck Institute. Dr. Klein is a specially educated neuromuscular dentist, and he is known worldwide for his expertise. He even teaches in medical schools. But the really important thing that I've learned about Dr. Klein is his dedication to helping people get rid of pain, sometimes pain they've had for years. If you listen to my weekday program, you'll hear unsolicited testimonials to Dr. Klein's gentle manner in helping people identify and then get rid of pain that some have had for years. How do you know you need to get with Dr. Klein? He makes it easy. Just visit TMJMichigan.com. That's TMJMichigan.com. At this site, you'll see most of the symptoms of sleep apnea and TMJ, but what you see may surprise you. You see, the reason so much TMJ and sleep apnea goes untreated is because it's often misdiagnosed. Visit TMJMichigan.com, and if your symptoms match, give Dr. Klein a call. Why be in pain? Visit TMJMichigan.com, and please tell him where you heard about him. This is dear, you're in the road again. Hmm. Oh, Ranger, I saw headlights and I understand. Hey, so you're working late, huh? Yeah, Smokey and I were up thinking of ways to remind people to be responsible for fires they start. So what you come up with? Well, we're gonna make some radio commercials featuring a ranger and talking animals. A little sophomore, don't you think? Yeah, so? Remember, only you can prevent wildfires. A public service message from Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ag Council. Hey, Ranger, why do you have to remind people to be careful with fire? Well, Mr. Mountain Lion, sometimes people need to be reminded about certain things, like not to run with scissors or let children play with wild dingoes, and to be responsible for fires they start. So what you're saying is that people can be careless and forgetful? Pretty much. (laughs) That makes me very sad. Sounds like someone needs a hug. Back off or I'll turn your hat into confetti! Remember, only you can prevent wildfires. A public service message from Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ag Council. Looking for a talk show that hits the liberals where it hurts? It's the Ben Armstrong Show, now on Sundays at noon. 
Welcome back to Motor City Athletics here on 92.7, 1400 AM, The Patriot. Just just a little side note, I, I just came across this. Max Scherzer is the first player since 1944 to go back-to-back games of one hit or less. Since Jim Tobin. That's a cool stat. That's a long time. I wonder how many people have ever lost a perfect game on a hit batter. Uh, I can't imagine that's happened too often. I don't know. There, there was the guy from uh, the Giants like a week or so ago that lost a no-hitter. Had Well, he didn't lose a no-hitter by hitting somebody. But that's my point. Is how many people have... Doesn't, he threw a no-hitter with hitting three people. I know, but you're missing my point. How many people have lost a perfect game by hitting someone? In the last at-bat or overall? Last at-bat. I don't care if you hit somebody. That, if you hit somebody in the fourth inning, then clearly you're not going to get a perfect game. True. True. Very true. Huh. Yeah. Even, even in like the ninth inning. Oh, why is he still here? I forgot he was here. <laughs> this guy's still talking. Because he, he is our local Chicago guy. Oh, that's right. We needed him for this. Local for Chicago guy. Segment. I got one more question. Okay. You like deep dish, huh? Or you like thin crust? Because that's a problem. Like deep dish. Oh, of course he does. Deep He's from Chicago. Dish. Sausage. Sausage. Sausage and lasagna. <laughs> Chris Sale. Oh, boy. Dominant pitcher. Doesn't get the support that he needs or that he deserves. Um, maybe he should go to the Nationals because he wants to win. But is he the new Felix Hernandez? Hernandez was dominant with the Mariners when they were god-awful with the other 24 guys in that dugout. And like like you had also mentioned Zach Greinke of the Royals in his day. Uh, two guys that were won Cy Young awards with only 13 wins. Um, I believe you, I believe Grinky had 11 losses, and I believe Felix Hernandez had 13 losses. Is Chris Sale the new Felix Hernandez? Here's why I'm going to say to be determined. The White Sox haven't been bad for m- enough time to really – give that question honest answer. This was prolonged futility from the Royals, prolonged futility from the Mariners. Now, if the White Sox are bad next year, we can revisit this, and I would probably say yes. But the White Sox, remember, two years ago were, in the last month of the year, the division leaders before the Tigers overtook them. So the White Sox were good a couple years ago, Chris Sale's rookie year. So we can't say that just yet. There was, um, I actually saw an article today that I didn't get the chance to read talking about should the White Sox trade Chris Sale? Absolutely not. He's young. <laughs> He's, that would be the dumbest thing that they could ever do. But in a sense, uh, they got some young guys they're calling up. Abreu's not old. Adam Eaton's not old. They got some mini nice Miggy. young mini Miggy. They got some good young guys. Uh, would mm. Would tanking for another year or so and trading away Sale – maybe help them for the future well so, kind of well, going houston astro-esque well some of my friends in chicago have this uh, thought that are white sox fans i have about two friends that are actually white sox fans and they Do you say, ever talk to them uh, a little bit uh they say that uh robin venture is the reason and i tend to agree some of the decisions he makes in game uh just some of the ways that he uses his bullpen they can uh, have brad osmus we'll trade him Brad Osmus is a <laughs> lot better of a manager than Rob Ventura. The way, he played are you sure? The White Sox can't go anywhere with Rob Ventura as the manager. 
Right. It, it's a scenario where the, the Tigers probably aren't going anywhere. I mean, they will in a couple of years, but by then, if they trade sale now, they will um, they will be on the come up. And the Royals clearly aren't going anywhere. They're young. They're talented. The Twins might even be a little a little bit ahead of the White Sox at this point in development, with the guys they're calling up. I mean, I just think it's an option for the White Sox to go full tank mode. But he's the guy Deal that sale. you want to build your franchise around. He is that franchise ace. There are not a lot of actual aces left in baseball. Franchise altering possibly aces. But that's the beauty of it. That's why you can get so much for him. But you have enough other pieces that are a little bit older that you can get enough for that you don't have to completely gut the team. Because like you said, you have Garcia, you have Eaton, you have Abreu. They really overspent this offseason thinking that they were more competitive than they actually were. They thought that they were farther along than they actually were. And now they're starting to realize that they're not as far along as we even thought that they were. And to go to stick with the same kind of topic, but different sport, I was thinking about this through the week. If would if you were a fan of the 49ers, could you see them go in tank mode and be okay with it? They have to at this point. They're blowing up. This is, I read an article today about it. I this mean, team I'm talking... gets rid of Harbaugh, and it literally, and I'm not saying that he's the reason they're falling apart, management is destroying this team out there. I mean, look at their division. The Seahawks are stronger than ever. The Rams are getting better. And um, what, what the Cardinals? It? The Cardinals aren't going anywhere either. Why are the Rams in that division? I mean, I understand you try to do division by where you are area, right? What is the What are the Rams doing in that division. Where are the Cowboys in the NFC East? That's what I want to know. That That's a legit point. They, sh- they should be in the South, and then the Panthers should be in the East, but anyway. But, I mean, I'm talking trade. They're going to have a top 10 pick this year. Trade it for two future first-round picks. I'm talking don't draft anybody for the next two or three years. Just get, like, veteran minimal guys. Let your team burn. Burn it down. Re- and, then, like and then eventually the, uh... you're going to end up with, a, with three years – consisting of like eight first round picks eight second round picks and you're just going to be able to load up with these rookie contract guys it's it's not a bad plan rather than fight to be mediocre 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 he can fight to be mediocre mediocre, i tell you what (laughs) uh an update on (laughs) mediocre come on man i understand it's our last show but mediocre shut up with your stupid lobster shirt you look like a fool you hear that i got called up for a lobster shirt i'm heard ev- glad everyone heard it <laughs> all right um jordan spieth is now seven under through three holes today at the u.s open and i don't know if you guys have followed this u.s open at all um, I, tiger woods literally bombs out of this i followed tiger falling down the hill like a bouncing ball i'm laughing hysterically his last two rounds by the I'm way i'm not though i want it who doesn't want to see him succeed tiger why? woods should why blow you, it up why do you he already blew it up <laughs> blew it up in 2009 the last six years have been blown up what are you having against tiger i mean he got something sick about hearing him he was great the first time now he's getting old he's over great the hill first time you redefined the sport he did absolutely <laughs> right mr golf <laughs> listen but now you got jordan spieth as He's in the lead. Um, he's three in front of everyone else. Um, I like. He, he's an interesting person. If he can win this, he's got a legitimate shot at the Grand Slam. 
And I can't remember the last time a golfer has won four st- the Grand Slam in one year. Yeah, but- I would be more interested in that than the Triple Crown. Huh. Than the horse racing Triple Crown. I, I would, too. I think it's harder. I think you're going against, what, eight people, ten, ten horses for the last part of the Triple Crown. And then every single time you, you play golf in a, in a major, you're playing against, you know, 80 of the best golfers in the world. When was the last time the uh, golf um, crown was um, accomplished? The last Grand Slam? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Golf Grand Slam. Because that, that other Triple Crown was 78. The uh, horse racing Triple yeah, Crown Yeah, that's was. not that long. I mean, it is, but... It's one of those things that they build up every year, and it seems like the the Grand Slam of golf gets blown up by the second tournament every year, let alone getting to the third or, you know, even a chance of it at the fourth. Well, yeah, you guys make a great point about golf, and there's so many golfers. I think I don't think anybody's ever won them in the same year, and I could be wrong. And if anybody out there knows about golf and the history of it, and and who has won them all in the same year, our number is one eight hundred nine two three nine three eight five. Now, I do know Tiger won something called the Tiger Slam, where he won four straight majors, but not in the same calendar year. So, are those the only people that have won the career Grand Slam? Yes. Uh, Gene Sarazen, Ben Hogan, Gary Player, Jack Nicklaus, and Tiger Woods. Hmm. And I learned something today. It's a hard sport to, to do this. And you're, every single time you go out, you're going out against people that even if you're an amateur, you never know this amateur could just come out and just blow yeah. people away like Tiger Woods did in 97. I mean, you could have a hiccup during one of your swings, and that could cost you the tournament. Maybe that's the Tiger's time you problem. Get Maybe Tiger has like a hiccup problem. He's got the yips. He absolutely does. You are a, a world-class golfer, a person who the reason people are into golf now is because of Tiger. Okay? The reason people got into golf that are my age because of Tiger. And you do not forget how to hit a golf ball. What you do is you get in your own head. And you hit one bad shot. And this is totally me. All right, I am not a good golfer by any stretch of the imagination. Just a quick interruption. Okay. This is through ESPN Stats and Info. Max Scherzer is the second pitcher in MLB history to lose a perfect game with eight and two-thirds innings pitched on a hit batter. Joining the Giants' George Wiltz. Cool. In what? 1908. <laughs> the last time the Cubs won the World Series, how wow. I ran it. 1908. It's been over 100 years well, since that's you, been done. Well, thank you, That was a really obscure stat that I actually wanted to know, and there was no way I was ever going to find that. No. No. Not Go chance. ahead, type it into Google, and Google's just going to crash. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's so Max Scherzer. Click the I feel lucky button. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point in that to go off Just topic. random stats. Let's see what it does. Guys, you go ahead and, and do something. Let me see. Google. So we were talking about this before. Now, with with A-Rod passing these milestones, do you care at all, Alex, since you're a baseball huh? guy? Um, oh, I actually care, and I'm actually angered by it. It it waters down the milestone itself. 3,000 hits used to be something really wild. It was 3,000 hits, guaranteed right. Hall of Famer. A shoe-in. Now, you have to question did he take steroids on his way to 3,000? A-Rod, obviously, we know he did use, so... Just takes you to random websites. I want to play a puzzle. It's so... <laughs> <laughs> it's so disheartening, though, to see the fact that he got a full year suspension, not a lifetime ban. Pete Rose, yeah, he gambled. We know that you can't gamble, but the stat is just ruined forever, in my opinion. Now, in my opinion, when it comes to these guys... 
these guys in the Hall of Fame, like Bonds, like A-Rod, Clemens, I feel like if you took their body of work and only acknowledged 80% of it, and based on those numbers, would they still be in? What I mean, 80%? I, what part of their career are you basing Their on? entire career. Their entire work. I mean, I think that would knock out guys like you had mentioned Sosa, uh, Rafael Palmeiro. But the guys that you know would have been there anyway, like A-Rod, like Bonds, like Clemens, they'd still be in. We can move past this. I don't know about Bonds. Bonds was a skinny twig before <laughs> Roids. So was Sosa, just like you said. Bonds and Sosa and me are in the same category. Remember Bonds back in 92? Well, you guys are older than me, so you guys might. I don't, but I, was I saw pictures. Three. <laughs> I saw pictures, and he was as skinny as a twig. He had no power. He had warning track power. He didn't have home run power. I remember this from Bonds in 91, and this is something with uh, Andy Van Slyke. They're going against the Braves in the uh, NLDS. Oh, he, he, he was bigger. He wasn't a twig. He had, he had warning track power. He definitely wasn't as big as he was with the of Giants. Of course he wasn't. He was also eating like four Big Macs a day while on steroids. Why do you think he was so big? And Ma- Maguire would be another one that would be weeded out, I think, yep, with I the 80%. Yeah. Ramirez, that'd still be a close one. Manny. Really? I think that'd still be a close one. But anyway, what I was saying is, so, so everybody remembers the 91 Braves going worst to first and... Sid Breen sliding across home plate. And there was, on that hit, Barry Bonds is out in right field, Andy Van Slyke's in center. Van Slyke tries to move him slightly to the side. Barry Bonds looks at him, gives him the finger. <laughs> if he'd have done what Andy Van Slyke told him to do, he catches that ball, Pittsburgh wins, that Braves comeback never happens. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, and that is it for Motor City Athletics and on a Barry Bonds finger. Who would have thought that this happens every show? I never would have picked that. I want to go ahead and thank everyone who has listened to us over the past couple months, three, four months we've been doing this, right? Over the past year. Over going, the past year, going, back going all the way back from internet radio. Thank you to our loyal listeners. Uh, thank you to Candace Behind the Glass for helping us out every week and for the other people that have helped. Alex, thanks for being a fan and a friend of the show. And an Always. intern. And an intern of Always. the show. Um it's sad, but you know what? People's lives move on, and we 